So I was thinking, does federal legalization of cannabis make sense? Every now and then I like to do a reality check on the cannabis industry, or in this case, more of a sanity check. It's been about 15 months since I decided to build a business around what is arguably the most versatile and dynamic product of our generation. Now, while I understood the challenges and hurdles going in, there's nothing like being an insider and witnessing the real threats and obstacles to the industry. In today's episode, we dissect some of these threats, discuss the damage they have caused, and propose potential solutions that we can undertake to build a more stable and sustainable industry. I hope you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. I'm your host, Garth Case, alongside my partners in all things green, Odin Gabay and Andre Brown. And this is The Real Green Show. Whatcha? Hey, tell them as any to represent it. Jamrock Organics, them have the best. Yeah, hey. Medicine Marijuana. Jamrock Organics, tell them. We say. have the best legal and medicine marijuana. We grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jamrock Organics, them are the best. Them producing some of the purest cannabis. Are the best legal and medicine marijuana. Grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jamrock Organics, them are the best. Them producing some of the purest cannabis. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Andre, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Glad to be here as always. All right. Oh, hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. Um, cold as ever, as we, you know, I, I cannot wait for us to be doing this podcast when it's nice and warm because I'm going to try and do it outside. I don't know how to control the sound, but I'm going to find a way to be outside when we do this. Tell me about it. Man, I'm hating being stuck in a house for so long, man. It's terrible. Is. I have no sympathy for any of you, but the <laughs> open invitation is always there. All right, no question. So anyway, we won't you know labor too much on the weather because not much seems to change week to week. But this week we have an interesting topic, in my opinion, um, and I think a lot of people, anyone who's in this industry or even curious about looking at this industry has got to listen to this um, podcast and listen to what we have to say here. Um, you know, our topic is really whether or not federal legalization of cannabis makes any sense. And, you know, quite honestly, me personally, I'm, I'm leaning towards saying, no, it doesn't. But we'll, we'll talk about why that is, right? Um, if anyone's been paying attention to the news recently and seeing the rash of, um, of cannabis companies that are going either out of business or laying off people. Um, you know, this is some of the items that we had covered in many podcasts before about the business of cannabis and, and whether or not it's truly viable. And we're seeing now that it might not be as viable as some people think. Right. Uh, and we're going to explore some of the reasons why that is. In fact, I think we have begun to determine the reason why this business is going to struggle and struggle greatly in the future unless we address some of these problems that we'll talk about today you know and so one of the ones i wanted to start off with uh you know guys is the unregulated market right the reality is and people call this the black market I'll, I'll throw it out there but i'm not a huge proponent of using that term so i like unregulated market 
And so you'll mm -hmm. hear us use that um, somewhat interchangeably with um, black market, but unregulated is where we'll, we'll focus. And, and so that is, to me, a very, very big part of this conversation. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why the unregulated market uh, is uh, is probably doing 10 times, maybe 20 times, maybe a million times better at this point than the regulated market. And so we're going to dive into some of that. Um, so are you guys ready? Do you want to do it? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, no. good deal. So um, when it comes to the unregulated market, I, I look at the fact that there is an enormous amount of overregulation right now. Um, you know, at varying state levels, right? You know, every time someone thinks about cannabis at the state level in particular, the first thing that comes to mind is how they can over-regulate this, right? And that can be a very, very big problem um, because if you first look at any industry and you say, well, the industry needs to start out with regulation, um, that is definitely going to put a, 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 a damp blanket on whether or not that industry will actually do well. Uh, and and right. I've seen that over and over again. What do you guys think? Right. Um, so overregulation is, is something that's going to plague the cannabis industry for the near future. I don't see it changing, but only because um, we, we have this stigma that's been in place for so many years right and the people in power you know they've bought into that stigma and it goes it's, it's just going to take time to really um change the mindset of the people who are you know really you know uh regulating and 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 writing these rules so i mean honestly it's either these people have to pass through the system or you know a lot of education has to to be put out there around, you know, the plant. Andre? I agree with what O says. Um, my perspective is, and first of all, I, I'm a big believer that the federal legalization is not going to be good for the industry in, in its current form and how they, 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 the legalization is taking place. It is not working. Um, we clearly see that the unregulated market, they're making record profits right now because they don't have any of the restrictions like what we have. They, you know, they're not paying any taxes, um, you know, where the laws, because the laws for the regulated market where, you know, there is, there, there's not the same type of restriction in terms of if you if you get caught with cannabis on you, um, the, the limits in terms of, of, of infractions, they're benefiting from that. You know, so they're just a ridiculous amount of things that just don't make sense right now. And I'm just of the opinion that if 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 it, if the legalization continues in the form that is taking place, it's it, it's killing it for us. There's, as you said in the opening, there's so many businesses that are going out of business as a result of this. You know, it goes back to basic economics in terms of supply and demand, and the demand once you place all these obstacles in front of consumers to get the product. If you go over here and you have to jump through 50 hoops, and you can go over here and there are no hoops for you to jump through. Naturally, you're going to go into the area where it's, it's easier to get to, number one. Number two, you know, they're not paying any taxes. And number three, as a result of not paying taxes, they can lower the cost. So it's going to undercut 
the 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 um the legal industry and so just right now in its current form it's not working and it's hurting us yes that is so well put i i, I look at the fact that when we look at the states and how they regulate uh and then you think about what federal you know regulations would look like we're talking about regulations on top of regulations uh, and that is only going to work in favor of the unregulated market. You know, it, you know, you talked about consumer friction, right? It's really hard for consumers to get access to the product easily in some states. And, and, and if you say federally now it's legal, it, it even makes it more difficult because I'm sure the federal government will put all kinds of rules and regulations and not to mention the enormous amount of taxes that will be layered on. And, and so a consumer will go, oh, well, listen, I may as well just get it from the guy down the street. Um, and when you think about how that works, this rule of possession, right? You know, in terms of how, if it's legal, it means you can possess it. So a dealer can easily walk down the street with the product um, and do it so legally, you know, where they break the law is when they decide to sell it. And at that particular point, it's pretty much too late. Right. Um, you know, the, the point at which they would be in trouble is already that, that ship is sailed in. And so they're they're able to provide a convenience for the consumer that the regulated market just is going to always struggle to give. Uh, it's it's a tough one. It really is. And, uh, you know, obviously, I know that, as you said, oh, there is a stigma here. And it's I, funny um, because as you were you know, talking about, you know, the dealer being able to walk down the street and just, you know, sell their product to the, a consumer. Uh, it reminds me of the, the, the article that you sent about the Chicago delivery service. You know, granted, delivery is not legal in Chicago, but cannabis is. So, you know, these delivery guys pop up online they're able to take visa and mastercard online and are able to deliver products to people's homes and it, it just goes to show you that you know there are so many gray areas here it's it's going to be hard to really um put a clamp down on on these things so you know it goes back to the point where you know you overregulate this market and it's just going to turn around and bite you in the back Yep, exactly. And that's what that's exactly what would happen if we tried to do that as, as a regulated player. Uh, you know, they would come down on us and, and shut us down, right? But uh, here it is, the unregulated side, they can get away with it. And, and if, if they do get shut down, they just start up another one, you know, and, and, and so the wheel keeps turning. It is, it's very, very troubling. And I think we need to take a, a very, very, you know, large step back to look at this problem, right? Uh, and determine what's the best way for this to work. And I think the best approach is for us to start looking at this as an industry first, right? Not as something that we have to regulate, you know? And we'll talk more about that as we as we move through the, the conversation here. But I do think that that is a, a very first thing that we have to broaden this conversation and stop looking at this as a product that has to be regulated first. And I agree, regulation must be in place without question. But if we are going to approach it at that level first, before actually figuring out the, the fact that it's an industry and we have to make sure that um, it is treated as such, where people have access to it and, and reduce friction and, and uh, you know, um, 
could be price competitive. You know, all these aspects, you know, the, of a privatized industry, we have to have those things in, in our mindset if we are going to figure out how to best regulate this. And so that takes me to, you know, when we think about federal kind of legalization of it, obviously we, we have a litmus in a way that, to test this already with hemp, right? We've seen, you know, some of the inadequacies and confusion that has come out of the hemp world. Right. And, and, and so we should talk a little bit about that. Um, oh, we'll start with you. Oh, man, this hemp thing has been so confusing for so many people. Um, the, the, the thing that gets to me, though, as a, as you know, as a traditional cultivator, the fact that the USDA imposed these rules that says and and and, you know, I, let, let me bounce this questions off you guys first. Why do you think the government made the legal THC limit for hemp 0.03? Because to me, that really doesn't make sense. You're going to put a seed in the ground and you're going to uh, put it at the, 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 the mercy of Mother Nature. There is no way for you to predict how that plant will come out. And a lot of these farmers are suffering because of it. They they put all the things in place and your plan comes out to be 0.04 to 0.06 THC and now it's considered uh, marijuana and then that puts you in a illegal standpoint and now you have to destroy your plants. I, I just don't see the sense of it. So why do you think the, this 0.03 makes sense? Before I answer, let me see if Andre wants to take that one. Guys, I'm just kind of wondering if maybe if you make me answer this question, you guys can just hang up and just let me take over the podcast because I have some really, really <laughs> strong feelings about this. Um, to just backtrack just a little bit, G, on what you were talking about before when you're still dealing with cannabis and you know whether it should be regulated or not. In taking a step back, as you suggested, we should be looking at the markets where the regulations have been successful and Colorado is clearly the mark, the, 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 the model market right now that we should be kind of looking at and, and taking points from to, to apply to the rest of the states and to the rest of the country. Number one, all the costs in Colorado are much lower. The taxes are much lower. Um, the entry costs, the overhead costs to get into the industry are much lower than everywhere else in the country. That's the starting point. Yes, they're, they're, for, for everyone making an entry into the industry, because the overhead costs and the taxations are so high, it makes it, it, it takes away, you know, the, the, the advantage that, that every other person has trying to get into the industry. It's just way too much. And especially, too, you're still combating the fact that you have consumers that are dealing with the whole stigma. So you're fighting so many battles just getting out of the gate and just coming into the industry. So I really believe that overall, it should be, you know, cannabis should be just like any other industry in that you have a certain level of, 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 of regulations and restrictions, but it's, it's just way too regulated right now. And the reality of it is, is that it's not a drug, it's a plant. And if we even take into consideration the reasons why this became illegal in the first place, it really had nothing to do with the effects or what it was doing to society or what it was doing to our kids. It has a very big 
racial and socioeconomic reason behind it. So once you even take that into consideration, see at the point now where once we now understand the benefits of it, understand why we should have this, I should be able to use this in our lives daily, you know, once you take into consideration why it was illegal in the first place, it makes it even more preposterous to me why the regulations are there. Fast forward back to where, you know, the old question about the the, the, the point zero three in terms of the hemp plant. Number one, I think that is ridiculous also, even though the hemp plant and the cannabis plant are genetically similar, they really are different. And the properties that they carry are different. And in terms of you trying to decide what level of THC a plant should have as opposed to X, Y, and Z, again, what are the effects that are you, what, what, what's the purpose of the regulation? What are you trying to control? What are you trying to prevent? It's giving you CBD, which is helpful to our daily lives. And it has a minimal amount of THC. Even if you find that trace of THC, there's not enough in this plant to cause any kind of damage or harm. So how they came up to that figure, have no idea. You're asking mother nature, you're trying to control mother nature, which to me now, they're trying to do that. You put a plant in, in the ground and you're trying to control how much THC it may have in there, whether it's 0 0.01 or 0 0.03, it's giving rise to genetically altering the plant. And we know where that goes and it doesn't end well. I'm, I'm against it totally, guys. I'm sorry I took so much time. Yeah, no, no, you're making a lot of sense there. Um... Andre, and, and oh, you know, we look at the plant itself, we understand that this is something given to us by nature. Uh, and when you begin to impose certain rules around that, you do a few things, right? One, you take away the choice that people should have, right, in selecting a product and why they select it um, and the benefits of those, of the product they're selecting, right? We know that you know the limitations that are being placed on on what people can um, can put in their products, CBD products and so on, is uh, hampering the industry in a way also, right? Because I've talked to so many people who have used different products, and they'll say to me, "Well, you know, I didn't get any effect from that product. I, it, it didn't work for me, and I know why it didn't work, right? It didn't work because you know." cannabis and hemp it's they're from the same family it's it the strains are very very important in in the type of product and why you're using the product right and so when you start kind of going at it in a way that says that there's a one size fits all approach that doesn't really work well for this plant you know and again what you're going to find and I'm going to predict this right now is that you're going to find a very very healthy unregulated CBD market out there, with which is going to not be adhering to the 0.03%, okay? There's going to be a very, very heavy market out there that will be there to appease the people who are familiar and want the best product, right? That's so true. And I think that's already going on. I think that's already happening. Because even if you look at like the whole CBD market on a whole needs to 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 be regulated in some way if the government is taking responsibility for it. Because you know we've we've spoken about the the plethora of of, um, of products out there that claim to have this amount of CBD and when they're tested 
it has little or no THC, micro micro amounts of THC or of of CBD that 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 has no effect on uh, no no noted effect on anyone. So it goes to show you that on the opposite end of the spectrum that they are going to be you know companies and people out there who are going to be formulating products that you know have this you know higher amount of THC, which I personally think you know I maybe you know maybe wrong here but i do think a little more thc does benefit um the individual better than you know absolutely no um thc and such high levels of cbd that is true you know the thing is give the give give leave the choice up to the individuals right this is the point that has been made here um you know the government has not done enough work here to study anything right um it's just in its infancy in terms of that uh, you're moving forward levels of legalization here. And, and so what you're doing really is creating an enormous amount of confusion, right? Uh, you're leaving, uh, you know, consumers, you know, who are new consumers, some and some of them are, are you know, people who are very familiar with the product already. Uh, but you're leaving this very large gap in, this, in the middle here of people trying to interpret um, what's good and what's bad and and then you're saying to them oh it's 0.03 percent when people who are in the know no it's not you know it, it you really should have a bit more and that is the reality of this product and especially from an experiential standpoint it's important that you you try the right product to see what works for you right and one of those things is is really beginning to understand how you dose and how much THC should be in the product for what you are taking the product for right so you know again a lot of confusion out there and it really does start out you know for me because of the overregulation um, of both the, um, the cannabis side and the hemp side you know it's going to end up giving birth and and allowing the um, unregulated market to flourish in both areas and it's unfortunate we really do need to take a step back and take a, a closer look at this uh and you know as usual here it is we have we have this government that doesn't necessarily get it right you know and it's not unusual their job is taxes that's what they do they love to tax and take that money and hopefully you know build better infrastructure that's what they're 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 good at they're not good at at private industry right it's not something that's their forte and and so to have them be almost in charge of a private industry like this one is uh, something that is just never ever gonna work in my opinion it's ludicrous it is um and i i, I think we should mention uh, what's going on in california and kind of open up um the eyes of people who might think that that is a thriving market when in reality it's not yeah that's a real really good point oh uh you know california is being hit you know in a very big way a lot of brands looked at california as the model you know to a certain degree of, um, of, you know, kind of cannabis independence, if you will. Uh, and here it is, you know, so many brands have started, but, you know, it started out incorrectly again in, 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 in California because it was based on regulation. The number of licenses, who they were given to, how it was dispersed, where you could have a, a, um, a, a dispensary or a or cannabis business. All these things were limited by municipalities and, and, and regulations. And so the moment, you know, that started to play out here, you started to find that the consumers just weren't there. They weren't there to buy the product, right? They were, they were sticking with their dealers, right? They were, you know, 
They were getting the variety that they needed from their dealers, not from the regulated industry. And so right now in California, we're watching businesses that were well-funded going out of business, disappearing, you know, coming out of business altogether. There's a lack of institutional funding, so it's not like they can get a lifeline very easily from a bank, right? And, and so here yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree with all of that. What, well, I'm sorry, guys. Um, let me just chime in here real quick. Um, one of the things, too, that I would like to keep at the forefront, especially when it comes to, to GAMRA. Again, everyone knows that our philosophy is tied into the Rastafarian philosophy, and the Rastafarian philosophy is full spectrum. We're breaking the plant up into its isolates into different parts and trying to find which, which one works with what, when, where, why, and how. There's a reason why in cannabis plant, you have, this, you have the various different numbers of CBDs and THC. They work together, they complement each other. That's how they, they, they work with the receptors in the body and in the brain. So breaking it up makes no sense. And this is the reason why all of this confusion now about the different products of you know people, especially in, in, in the market where you have people that are not giving real product that are giving a fraction of what is you know is on the label of a product and stuff like that because we started with the regulations and how to do it when to do it restricting x y and z it's a full spectrum plant it's a medicine helps us makes us better and we should be consuming it in its in its total and complete form but back to o's point back to your point all of the regulation, it's its its working out to be total confusion right now. And I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned about our industry right now. Yeah, no, you, as well you should be, you know, um, that goes without saying. And then uh, to elaborate on the point you made about full spectrum and so on, you know, it's not, and I want to be very clear about something. It's, I am not against having some regulation here. There has to be, there has to be guidance that's given in terms of, um, you know, how to use a product, how not to abuse it. Um, you know, I don't think that if you are someone that's not of age, that this product should be available to you. It's not something that, you know, you should be an adult. You should be, be able to think responsibly when using it, right? You know, so we're not saying that this is something that should be unregulated. And I don't think you're saying that either, Andre or O. Uh, I, I believe that you have to have some. Right. And, and this is the way this world works. And I think that because there are people out there that that don't research or think for themselves at all. They just, you know, they they act on impulse. And so as a result of that, you do need some guidance and you do need people to, to understand. Uh, but it does boil down to and the point I was making about California was about the fact that these regulations impact business. Right. Um, and when they impact business, it means that as an industry, this will not flourish. What you'll have is a very healthy, unregulated industry, which is what's being demonstrated now and what we're seeing more of. So, you know, I'm not sure, again, how we solve this problem, but I do know it requires us to take a step back and look at this problem again, right? Don't look at it from the standpoint of regulation right away look at it from the standpoint of business of an industry right what do we need to do to make sure that this can be an industry that the, that that everyone eats from the government included right that's the reality and then the people who need access to the product they have the flexibility of 
of, of you know, getting a quality regulated product that they, they'll know what they're consuming, right? Not something that's laced with formaldehyde, right? From their dealer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nuts. Right. But, you know, to your point, I think that, um, again, I, I'm a strong believer in, in, in this plant. And again, I I say this plant, you know, I, I often refer to, to, to cannabis as a plant because that's how I see it. I see it as something that grows from the earth, you know, something that, you know, again, it, it's it's from mother nature. You know, it's, it's, it's beneficial to all of us, just like the food we eat. We pick fruits off a tree, we pick the fruits off a cannabis plant. But I think um, some self-regulation is needed here. Um, in a big way i think um the the people the powers that be right now don't know anything about this industry and i think that they there needs to be some thought leaders like you and i and andre who are who have some type of voice um that that can can really um you know shout at the top of the mountain and say listen this is how things should be or this is how we suggest things should be and maybe some type of discussion between other thought leaders so we can come to some type of um you know um, consensus around this industry yeah I, I think also too to add on that point oh is that you know maybe we should also be looking at some of the markets where it has been legal for decades and successful like in amsterdam amsterdam is not having any of these issues amsterdam everyone it's 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 actually a real part of their culture right now. So it's maybe we, we need to take a step back and 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 look over the season and and take a look at what regulations that they have in place because it's not completely overregulated and it's not completely overtaxed there either. So there is something there for us to learn. Whilst the cultures are slightly different, um, there has to be something that they're doing that we're not doing that maybe we can learn from. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it, it, it's just a very different, um, it boils down to government, guys. It really does. You know, um, we have a very capitalistic society um, and that lends itself sometimes to um, heavy taxes and heavier regulations, sometimes um, in some cases. I do really firmly think though that if we stop for a second and, oh, you touched on this just now, allow more privatized, you know, regulations, right? So, you know, more of a watchdog system where we have, you know, people who are in the industry who are looking out for the industry, ensuring the success of the industry. Government is not always the, the solution, you know, they're, they're sometimes more the problem because they don't know how to run a business, right? It's the reality. Government has never ran businesses. They're just in the business of taxing for the most part and, and keeping order, right? That's what a government primarily does. Um, and, and so I don't know if any industry actually flourishes under a governmental rule like that. It just it doesn't really work, not in a capitalistic society. So, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. You know, I don't think there's a simple, you know, silver bullet that, that just, you know, fixes this problem. Uh, but it's a conversation I believe we have to continue to have, right? And especially as, you know, we focus on this industry, we have to recognize that in America, if it's going to work, right, we, we need to, to rethink it, 
right? We know that we've seen it work in other places of the world. We know it works well in Jamaica. We're going to continue to to expand our business, you know, here and across the world. Um, but in America, it's going to be a lot more difficult. The expansion will come slower. And I don't know, you know, the outcome of it being overly successful um, or as successful as it could be in terms of reaching its potential if we don't stop and take a better look. So true. So very true. So, guys, listen, I think we've beat this one to death, right? I'm, you know, we'll continue this conversation, as I said, and, um, you know, we'll continue to listen to what our, our listeners have to say. I hope we brought some knowledge about the inside struggles of the industry right now. Because from the outside, people might think it's awesome. It's incredible, you know, and there are aspects of it that absolutely are incredible, right? Particularly the community of people who are in, involved in this industry are incredible, right? And so this not being able to support these folks the way they need to be supported is unfortunate. And that does fall on our government. So, you know, what you're hearing from us is that we're not in favor of a federal legalization um, program at all, because I'm worried about them screwing it up. Right. And, and, you know, we'll see what happens and, and hopefully we can have a bigger conversation about this, you know, um, going forward. Well, guys, I, I thank you as usual for joining me on the journey here today. Hopefully our listeners got a, some understanding of the struggles, like I mentioned. And, um, you know, we'll keep this conversation going. Thank you. All right, guys, it was great as always. And I'll tune in to next week. All right. Absolutely. Thank right. you, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. What's up, everybody? You've just listened to The Real Green Show brought to you by Jamrock Organics. If you enjoyed the show today, please support us by sharing the podcast or leaving us a review. To learn more about us, check us out at jamrockorganics.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on our show, email us at wecare at jamrockorganics.com. Last but not least, please don't take any of the information you get on the show from the hosts or guests as medical legal or financial advice. Speak with the appropriate licensed professional. At times, we will share promotional information and provide commercial reviews of products. We will always disclose when we are paid or if any of our discussions are investment related. Thanks for listening to the show. Peace and love, my friends. Hey, tell them as representing. Yeah, yeah. Jamrock Organics, them have the best. Yeah, yeah. Jamrock Organics tell them We have the best legal and medicine marijuana We grow natural from the earth by the farmer Jamrock Organics Them are the best Them producing some of the purest cannabis Are the best legal and medicine marijuana Grow natural from the earth by the farmer Jamrock Organics Them are the best Them producing some of the purest cannabis